Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. We're glad you've joined us today. Get ready for some kingdom conversation. Now here's your host, Lakeisha M. Johnson. Thank you, Father God. 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 There's no place I'd rather be. 
Thank you, Father God. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. There is no place, there is no place that I would rather be falling in love with Jesus. Woo! Falling in love with Jesus. There is no better relationship. There is no better situation. There is no place I'd rather be falling in love with Jesus. Oh my God, there's no other relationship like a relationship with Jesus. There is none. There is no other circumstance. My God, the best relationship, the, the best relationship. And I'm not talking about, again, like a euphoric feeling. I'm talking about a relationship. Ooh, Lord God, show us how to renew our relationship with you. Show us how to be steadfast in you. Show us how to be complete in you. Show us how to be whole in you. Oh my God. Not as a symbol, not as a status, not as a, my God, YouTube is on. Um, not as a status, not as a symbol, not as um, something that I just say. I don't want to say I'm just a Christian and I am not, and, and, and it's more to it than that. This is, I'm a disciple. I'm an ambassador. So my relationship with Jesus has to become the most important relationship. Oh my God, it has to be the most significant relationship. So Lord God, show us, oh my God, how to renew uh, our relationship with you. Show us, Father God, how to have a steadfast commitment to you. Show us, Lord God, how to be immovable. Oh my God. My God, show us how to be immovable in you. Show us how to be immovable. Show us what it's like, my God, to be in a relationship with you. That's not just like, show us, show us, show us what that level of relationship looks like. Ooh, my God, show us what that level of commitment looks like. Show us, Father God, what it's like to be in that kind of relationship with you. Overwhelm us with your goodness. Overwhelm us with your mercy. Overwhelm us with your love. Overwhelm us with your peace. Show us, Father God. Let us not make excuses. Ooh, come on now. Let us not make excuses. My God, show us, Father God, show us how to be in relationship with you. Show us how to be in love with you. Ooh, my God, erase from my mem our memories of what we think it's like to be in a relationship with you. Recenter us, refocus us, and show us. Let our life be a life of prayer. Oh. My God, let our life be a life of prayer. Let us be in constant commune with you, Father God. 
Oh my God, let us seek you first. Show us how to make you a priority. Oh my God, Lord God. Show us how to make you a priority. My God, Lord God, show us so that we don't have you as the last thing on our list or the second best thing on our list, Lord God. Show us, Father God. Show us how to seek you first, Lord God, so that we're not seeking the attention of other things, Lord God, and reveal to us, Father God, oh my God, of how we're seeking or how we seek other things. Lord God, in any place in our life, if we have you in last place, show us, Lord God, how to reprioritize you. The relationship with you is the most the most important relationship. Show us, Lord God, how not to parrot, how not to mimic. Ooh, my God. Give us a fresh revelation, Father God. Let us not assume anything, Father God. Oh, my God. Give us fresh revelation. Give us fresh revelation. Give us fresh revelation, Father God, of how to be in the right relationship with you um it's nothing and 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 i think when we break down relationships all the time it there is it is nothing like loving somebody wrong and so it's like how could you love god wrong like he accepts us as we are we are but it's nothing like loving somebody wrong it's nothing like not knowing or getting a person or understanding a person and you love that person wrong like are you loving that person not how they need to be loved or you're loving that person based on wrong information or old information or you're loving that person because you're assuming this is what it's like to be in a relationship and most of us experience at some place a fragmented relationship with God, a fragmented relationship with Jesus because that's how we've experienced relationships in fragments. But this relationship with God, this relationship with Jesus should should be identified as the most significant relationship you have. This relationship with God, this relationship with Jesus should be the relationship you run to. This should be the relationship that consumes you. This should be the relationship that overwhelms you. Prayer, I was listening to my apostle last night, prayer should not be the afterthought. Oh my God. Prayer should be a place where we are in constant commune with Father. Lord, show us how to be in a right relationship with you. I don't want to assume that I'm right in this relationship. Or I don't want to assume that I'm giving you the best part of me. And I'm not even giving you the best part of me. I'm still not giving you all of me. I'm still not in a full state of surrender. Last night when we were on Bible study last night, Apostle said, not a yield. Ooh, come on, y'all. Not a yield. Not a yield. Oh, my God. Not a rolling stop. Oh, when I was in um, college, I remember I was on campus. I was on campus at UALR, and we had our own set of police. And I pulled up to a stop sign, and then I proceeded. 
I thought I had stopped. The cop pulled me over. She pulled me over. I will never forget this. I don't know why I've never forgot this moment. But she pulled me over and she stopped and she said to me, she said, I said, why are you pulling me over? She said, because you didn't come to a complete stop. You, you didn't come to a complete stop. She said, you, were, you did a rolling stop. You didn't come to a complete stop. You didn't. You got to it. You 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 yielded. And then you just kind of rolled on through. Oh my God. She said it wasn't a complete stop. So many of us have been yielding to God. Ooh, come on now. We're giving away to the pressure. We're giving away to the they we're giving away to the demand. We give away to the art. Oh, I got a ticket that day. I got a ticket. For, for not coming to a complete stop. It's called a rolling stop. You know, we're giving away, you know, we're yielding, we, but we're not fully surrendering, right? We we do this little rolling stop, Ooh, but we don't come to a full stop. We don't come to a full act of surrender. We don't come, we let, oh, Jesus is Lord over my life, or he's my savior, but he's not my Lord. When I surrender, I cease to resist. Ooh. Oh my God. Let me say that again. When I surrender, I cease to resist. And I submit myself to this authority. Like I submit myself to the authority of Christ. I submit, I submit my, I submit my God myself. So it's not like a yield sign, right? We yield and then we proceed. No, this is a stop. This is a full stop. This is where I fully stop and surrender myself. And I refuse to defy. And I refuse to resist what God is saying is best for me. That's the level of relationship. Remember in the word of God, it says, my sheep know my voice. That's the level of relationship. I don't want to miss his voice. I don't want to miss what he's saying to me. I don't want to make excuses. I want to come to a full surrender, a full stop, not a yield, not a, not a yield, not a rolling stop, and then proceeding on. Because can I tell you something? When I, when I did my rolling stop and I yielded, I was not in a place of protection. The yield of the rolling stop could have left me in a place where I would have still been in danger. Oh, that's so powerful. Or I would have still been in harm's way. So, Lord God, show us how to fully surrender to you. Ooh, my God, show us how to fully surrender Fully surrender, a full surrender to you. My God, show us what that looks like in your eyes, not in our eyes. Show us what a full surrendered life to you looks like in Jesus' name. Amen. Let me give you some scripture to, to back up what I'm seeing in the spirit. 1 Corinthians 15 and 58. It says, therefore, my beloved, oh my God, brothers, be steadfast 
and immovable. Oh my God. Be steadfast and immovable. Be always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your toil is not in vain, knowing that your labor is not, not in vain. When we are steadfast, 1 Corinthians 15 and 58, we are immovable. We are excelling in, in the work of the Lord. This means I'm always doing my best. This means I'm always cheerfully, come on now, cheerfully surrendering to God cheerfully making sure that God is well pleased. Ooh, be real. Like be real because I know that I don't. How many of us throughout the day do little checks? I'm talking about all day long. Lord, are you pleased with this decision? Lord, are you pleased with this conversation? Ooh, and not from a place of, is he getting ready to tell me something bad about by my, by, by myself? Because if we think towards God like that in the relationship, we won't open ourselves. Come on, Holy Spirit. We will not open ourselves up to hear what God has to say to us in a, in a full year, in a full surrender. Is this, is this how you really wanted me to spend my money today? Is this the, is these the conversations are the conversations that I'm having glorifying you? Is this where you wanted me to spend my time today? Am I, am I putting, or am I just kind of rolling through my day? Yep. I'm up on the devotional. Yeah. I prayed, but after the morning meditation, what does my relationship look like with you throughout the day? Am I grieved to be in your presence? Am I cheerfully, longingly looking to please you? So in the Amplified Bible, 1 Corinthians 15 and 58, he says, Therefore, my beloved brothers and sisters, be steadfast, be immovable, be always excelling in the work of the Lord, always doing your best and doing more than what is needed. Oh my God. Am I going above and beyond in my relationship with Christ? Or am I just doing the bare minimum? Come on, Holy Spirit. I feel the fire of God. Am I going above and beyond in my relationship. My God, am I going beyond, born beyond my relationship with him? Am I in constant communication with him? Am I doing more than needed, right? Being continually aware. That's what the scripture says, 1 Corinthians 15, 58. Being continually aware. Am I continually aware of the presence of God? Am I continually aware? My God. Lakeisha, well, Lakeisha, I got to work. But am I inviting him in my work throughout the day? Not just inviting him at the beginning of the day, but am I inviting him throughout the day? Oh, my God. A full act of surrender, doing your best, doing more that's needed, being continually aware that your labor. And in the Amplified Bible, it says to the point of exhaustion. Ooh! It says to the point of exhaustion, being continually aware that your labor, or do I only go so far with God? Ooh! This is so good. This is one of them spiritual checks. Or do I only go so far? far 
with God. Oh my God. You know, I got up this morning. I got my devotional in this morning. I did some prayer. I did some meditation. I called my prayer partner. You know, we got our little prayer in. I made a few little Facebook posts. But have I gone to the place of exhaustion in my relationship with God? Am I, have I gone to the, can, have, I go, have I pulled away in the middle of the day? Or is my Facebook post or my Instagram post more important? Ooh, have I paused to check in with the supervisor? Have I paused to check in? See, in a surrendered state, I don't move without God moving me. I don't. I don't, I don't make a mad dash. I don't do a rolling stop. I come to a complete stop, right? And I, because I have revelation, I have understanding, I have knowledge that nothing I do in him is futile or wasted or without purpose. Oh, that's so powerful. That's so, and when I surrender, this is an act of my will. God doesn't do this. God doesn't force this. This that's not what that is. See, can I say the Holy Spirit? That we'll creatively use our words to sound submitted, to sound surrender. Our words sound submitted. Our our, our but our acts, come on now. Our acts. My ex, am I going to the point of exhaustion? Am I going to the point of working to the capacity in the relationship with you? Am I, it's, I'm, it's, I, am I doing it? Am I going all the way? Am I going the distance? Or am I just doing a rolling stop? Come on now. And not in a surrender place with you. So he says, therefore, my brothers and sisters, be steadfast, but move. Always excelling in the work of the Lord. Always doing your best. Come on now. And doing more than is needed. Being continually aware that your labor even to, am I com keeping my commitments with you, Lord? Oh, come on now. Am I keeping my commitments with you, Lord? Am I honoring and doing the things that I said that I would do? Or am I Oh, am I rolling through those things? Oh, I'll get to it later. Oh, I didn't have time. Oh, I know you asked this of me, but it just doesn't fit in. Am I honoring my commitments? Am I being a person of my word? Oh my God. Am I pausing in to allow you to check my heart to see where I am? Because this is what's going to make me steadfast. This is what's going to make me a move. 2 Corinthians 7 and 1, it says, Having therefore these promises, dearly beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all the filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. When I have the fear of the Lord in me, I am more concerned. Oh my God. I'm more concerned about my relationship with God than I'm concerned about anything else. I'm more concerned whether or not God is well pleased more than I'm concerned and anything else than anything else. And can I tell you something? This is going to require you to slow down. This is going to require you to stop. This cannot be a rolling stop. This cannot be a you. This is going to require another level of intentionality out of you. Ooh, come on now. I got to be more intentional in my relationship with God. 
This is not a rush relationship. This is not uh, 45 minutes in the morning on the devotional and then I proceed on with my life. No, this is me cleansing myself. It says let us cleanse ourselves. There's so much response. Let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh, from the spirit, perfecting the holiness. Come on now. 2 Peter 1, 4 and 9, whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, because those are given to us, that by these ye might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. This is a decision that I make to partake in the divine nature. This is the decision that I, t I make to walk in the spirit. And not according to the flesh. Oh my God. Ruth. I love Ruth. Ruth 1 and 18. When she saw that she was steadfastly minded to go with her. Like you got to be steadfastly minded to go with God. Come on y'all. I got to be steadfast. I got to be steadfastly minded. Right? Casting down every wicked thought. Casting every imagination down. Anything that would exalt itself against the knowledge of God. That's what the word says. Psalm 78, 8. And 37, it says, and might, and might not be as their fathers, a stubborn and rebellious generation. When I yield, when I do a rolling stop, that, that could be some stubbornness. That could be some rebellion in me. Ooh, when I fail to check in with the father, come on now. There could still be some stubbornness in me. There could still be some rebellion in me. He says, it might not be as their fathers, a stubborn and rebellious generation. A generation that set not their heart aright and whose spirit was not steadfast with God. You got to declare that. I got to become, this is a work you got to do. I got to become steadfast with God. It's not put on like magic. It's not put on like magic. It's an intentionality. Oh my God. It's not put on like magic. It's an intentionality. It's not just dropped on me and sprinkled on me. This is an intentionality for me to make a decision to stop versus to yield. Ooh, come on now. My God. To stop versus to yield. Philippians 1 and 9 says, and this I pray that your love may abound yet more and more in knowledge and in all judging that I'm abounding. Come on now. What does it mean for me to abound? What does it mean for me to be a base? We use those words all the time when we abound. Come on now. What we are doing is we're abounding where it's prevalent in our life. Ooh, it's prevalent in our life. Come on now. And when I'm abounding, it's prevalent in my life. It's present. When I'm abounding, it's present in my life in large quantities. Ooh. Ooh. See, this is why I love words. This is why I love definitions. This is why I don't like using words loosely. When I abound, it's present in my life in great quantity. It's present in my life. It's prevalent in my life. My surrendered life is prevalent. It's not, it's, it's a prevalent. Oh, come on now. Oh my God. There's a prevalence in my life for me to surrender to God. The likelihood that I surrender to God is going to be greater than me yielding or coming to a rolling stop. That's the, that's the prevalence. That's the abounding that it's prevalent. Ooh, 
Lord God, let your relationship be prevalent. Let the surrendered act of the relationship with you be more prevalent than anything else, Lord God. We thank you, Father God. We thank you, Father God, for the prevalence of the relationship with you. In Jesus' name, amen. Prevalent, abounding in our relationship with you. In Jesus' name, amen. That is so powerful. That's the level of the relationship that we're to have with the Father. That's the, that's the level of the relationship that he's looking for with us. That's the, that's the, oh my gosh, we're not doing this today. Such a prevalence. That's what he longs for, a prevalence. That's what he's looking for, for us to be abound. Oh my God, for us to be abound, for us to have such a heavy presence of God with us, for us to be totally supplied by God, for us to be totally, like totally supplied by God, totally sustained with God. That's the level of relevance. That's the level of relationship. That's how we're supposed to be abound. Come on now. That is so powerful to the work of the Lord, to our relationship with the, with the Lord. Philippians 2 and 30 reminds us because of the work of Christ, he was nigh unto death, not regarding his life. Come on now to supply your lack of service towards me, not regarding my life. Ooh, come on now. Oh my God. Think on it. Not regarding my life, not, not regarding my life, not regarding my life. How many of us can say we're at the place of not regarding my life? How many of us can say we're at the place of not regarding my life? Oh my God. Most of us probably have some level of limitation. Can we just be real? Some level of limitation of how far we'll go. Some level of limitation of how much we'll do. Some level of limitation of how much we'll sacrifice. Ooh. Some level of limitation of how far we'll stop. Lord, show, show us a deeper revelation and let us remove the limitations. Oh my God, of how far we'll go with you so that we can be steadfast, so that we can be immovable so that we can always excel in the work of the Lord, doing our best, doing more than what's needed to the point of to the point of exhaustion, to the place. Go back to yesterday when we were in 2 Corinthians 5th, to the place where what I do, I'm in a constant position of checking in. I'm in a constant position and a place to make sure that you are cheerfully, well, well, you know, it don't, you know, it don't take all that. It does if you want to experience a different level of relationship with God. It does if you want to experience a different power. Come on now, a different, a different level of the divine nature of God. It does if you want to receive the fresh grace. It does if you want to live in the brand new mercies. It takes more than a rolling stop. It takes a complete stop and a surrender. 
Oh my God. This is how our joy gets full. Oh my God. Let me give you this. Because this is one of the spiritual keys we've been talking about. One of the spiritual keys is the key of Christ's joy. And it says, I receive your joy because you've spoken these things to us. That your joy may remain in us and that our joy will be made full. That's John 15 and 11. He's telling us these things so that our joy will be complete. And so that we will remain full in him. I don't know about you, but I want to be full. Full in God. I don't want to be half fooled up. I don't want to be full based on contingencies. I don't want to be full based on what I feel like is successful or whatever. I don't want to be partially full because here's what I know. When I'm partially full, that's going to run out. Oh my God. It's nothing like getting up in the morning and you only let your phone on your battery charge up so far. If you don't have another cord with you, guess what's going to come up? You're not going to be able to complete to a place of exhaustion, right? So if we want the key of Christ's joy, oh my God, according to John 15 and 11, everything that he has told us is so that our joy would remain. That is so powerful. Everything that he has told us is so our joy would remain. Everything he has told us is so that we stay full of his joy. Oh my God. Not partially full. That we are full of his joy. That we are full of his presence. Oh my God. That we are, that he's so full. That we're so full full of him. Well, how do we get full of him? We get full of him by abounding. We get full of him by surrendering. I want to be full of his joy. I want to be full of his joy. I don't want to be a little bit of joy. I don't want every time a circumstance as a key to the kingdom. Joy is a key to the kingdom. I don't want every time a circumstance presents itself, my joy goes down. Oh my God, because I didn't pause and I didn't surrender to get full of his joy. When it's, this is the joy that I need. The joy of the Lord is my strength. This is the joy that I need. This means it's not contingent and based on anything. This means I know that whatever I do with all my heart and that I do unto the Lord, come on now, that that is not in vain. And like Romans 8 and 28 tells us, all things, woo, all things are working together for my good. That's a key. A key in the spirit is joy. Well, how do I get the joy? The things that Jesus has told me, the things that the word tells me of how I should live in and how I should dwell in are going to bring me joy. Why? Because this is the key to the kingdom. So when I abound, when I'm full, when I'm full of his word, when I don't roll, when I'm not doing a rolling stop and I'm in an act of surrender, guess what I'm going to get? I'm going to get the key to his joy. Ooh, my life. My God. I'm going to get the key. Oh my God. I'm not going to be up and down emotionally. I'm not going to be all over the place emotionally. I'm not when something looks like it's not working in my favor. 
I'm not going to switch gears and start murmuring and complaining and start thinking negative and start thinking of all the things are wrong. No, when my joy is full, when I'm abounding in him, when I'm doing everything unto the Lord, I'm going to know the love that I give my family is not in vain because that's what the Lord says in the word. I'm going to know, come on now, the time that I put in at work in an excellent excellent way stewarding my time so i'm gonna know it's not in vain i'm gonna know what i put into my kids come on y'all what i even put into my kids is not in vain because the word of god tells me train up my child in the way that he should go like i'm gonna know that and i'm gonna know that because i'm not in a rolling stop i'm in a yielded surrendered place abiding abounding immovable in the work of the Lord so that God could get the full glory out of my life. That's what's going to give me. That's the key to my joy. Ooh, that's, that's the key to my salvation. That's the key to my happiness. My God, it's in that surrendered state to God. Woo, that's so good. That's so good. I hope this word pierces your heart this morning in such a place in which your joy remains. In such a place where your, your joy, like my God, my joy remains because God, Jesus has already given me the keys. Oh my God. Jesus has already given me the keys. And I'm not going to roll. I'm not going to stop and then roll on. I'm going to stop and I'm going to surrender, and I'm going to check in with God. My God, this is so powerful today. I'm not going to do rolling stops. I'm going to invite the presence of the Lord into my life all throughout this day. My God, I'm going to do a better job of pausing. Come on now, throughout the day, just stop, Lord. How, are you pleased with this conversation? Lord, are you pleased with how this meeting went? Lord, are you pleased with how my house is clean? Lord, are you pleased with how my house is clean? Like, are you satisfied with how I take care of my car, Lord God? Are you satisfied with the time that I give you? Ooh, some of you guys, uh, some of you guys are being pulled into more time with God. Like you're being pulled. God is demanding. God There's a God is longing to spend more time with you. You're being pulled more into more time with God. That that you there's a desire, there's a heaviness on you to draw near, to draw draw close. Guess what? Just go on and draw near. Guess what? Just go on, go on and draw close. Don't make this a casual relationship. Don't make this time, don't make this season about anything else but you and God. I promise you, your joy will become full. I promise you, your joy will be complete. I promise you, if you pull into this season that God is trying to lead you in, for you to spend more time with him, I promise you, baby, you're not going to miss out on anything. And anything else that's trying to compete for your time, not anything else that's trying to compete with your for your attention, I promise you, baby, it'll be there when you come back. It'll, it'll be there. It'll be there when you come back. But what God is trying to do for you in this season will 
fill you up with his joy. Oh my God. It's going to make you, it's going to be what makes you steadfast. Because once you get a taste of this level of relationship with God, this is a different level. This is a new level of relationship. Once you get a taste of this level of relationship with God, woo, once, once you get an experience in this level of relationship with God, remember when we read 1 Corinthians 15? He says, I'm giving you just a taste of this. This is just a taste of what heaven is going to look like. This is just a taste of what my relationship with... Once you get a taste of this level of relationship with God, my God, it's going to set you afire. It's going to set you ablaze. And you, you're not going to want to experience anything else less than this level of relationship with God. You're just not going to want to do it. You're, you're not. You're going to want to experience this level of relationship once you get a taste once you stop rolling and stopping and really surrender because it's going to fill you with so much joy and you're never going to want to lack that again. That's a word for someone. That's the pulling you've been feeling. That's the drawing you were feeling. Well, I'm just out of time. Father God, we thank you for your word this morning. We thank you, Father God, for showing us how to get the key of the joy of Christ through a surrendered relationship with you, Father God. We thank you, Father God, for opening the eyes of our understanding to the hope of who you called us to be in Christ Jesus. We thank you, Father God, for the power of your word. We thank you, Father God, for the word being like a two-edged sword separating from us what's not of you and what's of you. In Jesus' name, amen. That's so powerful. That's so, that's so, that's a, such a depth to the relationship. And I don't know about you, but I long to have that kind of relationship with God. I long to be in that level of relationship with God. I'm not interested in just a 45 minute to an hour relationship in the morning. That's good. I love this time with God, but I know God desires to draw us into more. I know God desires to be with us and for us to be in his presence all day long. Will you put this in the comments? Will you put this in your note? Lord, show me how to remain in your presence all day long. Ooh, come on. Show me how to remain in your presence all day long. Show me. Show me how to remain in your presence. I don't want to plug in and plug out. I don't want to disconnect. Oh my God. I don't I don't want to dis I don't want to disconnect. Lord, show me how to remain in your presence all day long. That's that show me how to remain in your presence. Show me how to not be too busy. Show me how not how not to be overwhelmed. Come on now. Show me not how not to show me how to properly cast my cares on you so that my cares don't interfere with my relationship with you. Lord God, show me how to remain in your presence all day long so that I can receive the fullness of my joy. I want to live in joy. I want to live in joy all day long. And I don't want that joy predicated 
on anything else. Lord, show me how to remain in your presence all day long. Well, that's it. Let's get our confessions in for today. See, that's why we confess. Though. See, when we get to the confessions, can I just say this to y'all? When we get to the confessions, everybody drops off. People start dropping off and moving to the next thing. Do you know why the confessions are so important? They remind us of God's power and they remind us of God's love. These confessions, when we get into the habit of consistently confessing the word of God, do you know what happens when you are in, when you are driving, when you are at work, this word becomes a guardrail for your life. Oh my God. We keep talking about, I want the depth of God. Well, the depth of God is in his word. The word becomes the guardrail for your life. When, when I, what, can I show you something? If I'm on this devotional and then I rush to the next thing, guess what that is? That's a rolling stop. Oh, when I'm here and I'm supposed to be here with God and I'm supposed to be connected in this place and this time and at this moment, but I'm rushing off to the next thing. Guess what that is? That's a rolling stop. That's a, that's a rolling, that's, oh, I don't need, I don't need that other part. Oh, I got what I needed and I'm out. And the Lord is like, that's a rolling stop. That's not a complete surrender. Ooh, oh my God. That's a rolling stop. That's not a complete surrender. When I'm on to the next thing, my God, that's a rolling stop. Thank you for that, Holy Spirit. Even not just this. Even other things that God may be drawing you to. When I'm jumping to the next big thing, that's the that's a rolling stop. That's not a place. That's not a place. That's a rolling stop. That is not a complete stop. That's not a complete place of surrender. That's that's not what a complete. If I'm in church and I'm ready to walk out, I'm ready to walk out. You know, sermon. I think the sermon is rounding up. No, that's a rolling stop. That's not a place. I'm not in full surrender because I'm off to the next thing. I get to the corner, mm, boom, and I'm off to the next thing. That's a rolling stop. That's, that's not an act of surrender. An act of surrender says, my time is yielded to you. An act of surrender says, my, my heart is yielded to you. An act of surrender says, I'm, wait, I'm waiting on you. I'm waiting to get the last drop. Remember the Maxwell House coffee? Some of y'all probably too young. It's good to the last drop. I'm waiting to get the last drop because I don't know what the last drop might have for me. Woo! There may be one thing when I confess the word of God that that busts something open in me that I need that's going to catapult me for the rest of my life. Woo! That is powerful. It may be one word in the confessions that that is the seed that, that puts the demand on the harvest, that catapults me, that changes the rest of my life. Oh my God, that is so powerful. So let's get to our, let's get to, let's get to our confessions. Let's confess the word of God. Even if you don't have the confessions before me, just let me confess the word of God over you. Oh my God, Father God, I thank you for your word today, right? I'm a new creature in Christ. Oh, wait a minute. Two things. 
One, if the Lord places it on your heart to give, go over to the website, LakeishaMJohnson.com, and you can give there. Or cash up us, dollar sign, LMJ Ministry, and become a partner with this ministry. And God will show you all the ways that you can, all the ways that you can partner with this ministry and all the ways that your partnership impacts the community and helps us to continue to get the gospel out of the world. Second thing is, if you've never accepted Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior, this is your moment. Repeat after me. Dear Jesus, oh my God, dear Jesus, I'm asking, I'm a sinner. I'm asking you to come into my heart to take away my sins. And I promise to follow and love you the best that I can. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. If you prayed that prayer, send us an email, info at justbeinglmj.com, and we're going to send you some materials. Now, let's confess and get the word of God in us. No more rolling stops. No more rolling stops. Come on. I'm a new creature in Christ. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things are new. I've died and been raised with Christ, and now I'm seated in heavenly places. I'm dead to sin and alive unto righteousness. No weapon that is formed against me. Come on now. No weapon that is formed against me. Declare that over your day. No weapon that is formed against me shall prosper. But every tongue that rises against me in judgment, I shall show to be in the wrong. I prosper in everything I put my hands to. I have prosperity in all areas of my life, spiritually, financially, mentally, and socially. You need to get revelation that God desires you to prosper. I take every thought captive unto the obedience of Jesus Christ, casting down every imagination, every high and lofty thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. As a man or a woman thinks in his heart, so is he. Therefore, all my thoughts are positive. I do not allow Satan to use my spirit as a garbage dump. My God, I refuse to allow Satan to use my spirit as a garbage dump by meditating on negative things he offers me. I don't speak negative things. I'm purpose that my mouth shall not transgress. I will speak forth the righteousness of God all day long. I never bind a brother or a sister with the words of my mouth. I'm always a positive encouragement. I edify, I build up. I never tear down or destroy. I'm a believer, not a doubter. I'm slow to speak, quick to hear, and slow to anger. I'm a doer of the word. I meditate on the word all day long. I will study the word of God. I will pray. I never get tired and grow weary when I study the word, pray, minister, or praise God. But I'm alert and full of energy. And as I study, I become more alert and more energized. I'm a giver. It is more blessed to give than to receive. I love to give. I have plenty of money to give away all the time. I cast all my care on the Lord for he cares for me. I don't have a spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. I do not fear, and I'm not guilty. I need to pause in my spirit and say what I hear the Lord saying. Do not be careful running to seek prophecy. That's not how prophecy works. Be careful running to seek prophecy. Be careful running to seek a word from the Lord. That's not how you're supposed to be. The word of God is prophecy. 
The word of God is how you're supposed to. I believe in prophecy. I, 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 there's a prophetic gift on my life, but don't run to seek prophecy. That that because the the devil will beguile you when he knows that you're running to seek a prophecy. When he knows that you're you're running to get a word for somebody, like you're don't seek, don't run to seek prophecy because. The devil can do so many crafty things for that when he knows that you're running to something to seek prophecy. We only prophesy in part. We only see in part. Love is the only whole and complete thing. Even at, and, and operating in the gifts, we only see part. There's nothing wrong with prophecy. Prophecy is real. Prophecy is not demonic. But do not run to chase down prophecy or a prophetic word, especially to prove who you are or to, oh, well, the, the, the prophecy to prove who you are, or trying to get the prophecy for confirmation of who you are in the spirit. You are what the word says that you are. You are what the word says that you are. So we don't run to things. I'm running so I can get a prophetic word. No, the word of God has already been spoken over your life. The books have already been written with you. When the prophecy comes, it's just further confirmation. It's for the edification of the body. So I just, that fell in my spirit. And I want to make sure I put emphasis on that. Do not run to go seek prophecy. It says, as I says, I do not have a spirit of fear, but a power of love and sound mind. I do not fear and I'm not guilty. I'm not passive about anything, but I deal with all things in my life immediately. I do not judge my brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus after the flesh. I'm a spiritual man and I'm judged by no one. I operate in all the gifts of the Holy Spirit, which are tongues and interpretation of tongues, the working of miracles, the signing of spirits, the word of faith, the word of knowledge, the word of wisdom, healing and prophecy, right? I, <laughs> my God, I walk in the spirit all the time. I've been set free. I'm free to love, to worship, to trust with no fear of rejection or being hurt. I have compassion and understanding for all people. I do not hate or walk in unforgiveness. I catch the enemy in all his deceitful lies. I cast them down and choose rather to believe the word of God. Work is good. I enjoy work. I do all my work excellently with great prudence, making the most of all my time. I'm a responsible person. I enjoy responsibility and I rise to every responsibility in Jesus. I'm creative because the Holy Spirit lives in me. I take good care of my body. I eat right. I look good. I feel good. And I weigh what God wants me to weigh. Pain cannot successfully come again in my body because Jesus bore all my pain. I lay hands on the sick and they recover. I have a teachable spirit. I do not I think more highly of myself than I ought to in the flesh. I've humbled myself and God has exalted me. I do what I say I will do and I get where I'm going on time. I don't hurry and rush. I do one thing at a time. I'm anointed of God for ministry. I'm an obedient wife and no rebellion operates in me. I thank you, Father God, that my heart is tender and responsive to my husband. And I thank you, Father God. My God, that when our paths cross, Lord God, I will know exactly 
who he is. Thank you for wisdom for marriage. Thank you for the wisdom for our marriage. In Jesus' name, amen. My husband is wise. He is the king and priest of our home. He makes godly decisions. All my children have lots of Christian friends. And God has set aside a Christian wife or husband for each of them. My children love to pray and study the word. They openly and boldly praise God. My children make right choices according to the word of God. All my household are blessed in their deeds. Blessed when they come in. Blessed when they come out. And all that I own is paid for in Christ Jesus. My God. I love God. He's so tender and responsive to us. I hope you take the word and meditate the word. We had a few problems on YouTube today. Um, at the end, it glitched, um, but it's been still over there and running. So to my YouTube family, I do apologize. I will see you guys back here in the morning, live at five. And don't forget, we got noonday devotional tomorrow at 12 o'clock. And Chase That Line is so powerful. So I don't want you to miss that. I love you so much. Back in the morning, live at five, invite someone in, come with the spirit of expectation. Let me speak the priestly blessing over you. Oh my God. Lord God, I thank you for your word. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you. May the Lord be gracious to you and the Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. May the Lord do that for you. And I'll see you back here in the morning, live at five. Love, peace, and blessings. Thank you, Father. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. If you would like more information about LMJ Ministries, log on to LakeishaMJohnson.com today.